0: Kia ora, and welcome back to Shot Shotbro Talks. My name is Rob Mokaraka and this is episode 3. Now in this particular podcast we will be addressing suicide and hope. So if you need to pause this conversation at any time, please do. Grab a glass of water, take in some fresh air or text and call a loved one before re-engaging with this podcast. Now ladies and gentlemen... Wherever you are in the world, I am live at Armour Bay next to the beach in the Waitakere Ranges with a very special friend of mine. She is an advocate for anti-bullying and suicide prevention around Australasia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my good friend Susie Hazelwood. Kia ora Susie. Kia
1: ora Rob.
0: Hey, thank you for taking time out to be on my podcast, my dear friend.
1: I'm absolutely honoured and thanks so much for having me in what bit of place right here. The Waitakere Ranges.
0: I know, right here out in nature, hoping it doesn't rain or turn into a cyclone.
1: That's right. And if it does, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) We don't care.
0: Well, we're sitting out here, hopefully, our um, our audiences can still hear us through the wind, rain, hail. Next minute. Next minute, we're on the news. Susie, first and foremost, as a Māori, we, we like to say nō no which means where are you from, so we can geographically place you and geographically judge you. Oh, I love it, I love <laughs> so, that. <laughs> so Susie, nō no hea koe.
1: Okay, so born in Blenheim, um, Dad was in the Air Force, so we um, lived at Woodburn Ward- uh, Air Force, and then we were, Dad was posted to Hobsonville, so that's when we came to Auckland when I was six, and uh, now living on the North Shore and the Gold Coast, in between two worlds. Oh, that yeah. sounds
0: very ideal. It's
1: perfect. When uh, very, I can get back there. <laughs> I know, when you can get back, hopefully <laughs> yeah. soon. Yes, indeed. So, was
0: your dad in the military?
1: He was. He was um, in the Air Force and uh, worked in at 3 Squadron with the helicopters and on radio. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, indeed.
0: Well, we've got we've got some things in common. We I, do. I, I you know my dad was in the military. Um, That's right. Uh, we were based in Hobsonville.
1: That's amazing, isn't it? Another yeah. connection.
0: Another connection. Yeah. Now, Susie... I'm a huge fan of yours, and not oh, just as a colleague, but back at you, Rob. as a friend. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell our audience where we met?
1: Okay, well, I first met you um, up at Toll Stadium, and through our mutual amazing friend, Monique, Yes, Chiris Alves. Yes, yes. And she was doing a, the first, what I call, kind of like connection um, for her, her dear sister, Yaz, who had taken her own life on Mother's Day, In 1999, if I remember rightly, and that was the first time I saw Shop Bro. And ever since then, I've been a Shop Shop Bro fan, you know, (laughs) a fan. I just every time I watch the show, I'm like, I I say, a Shop Bro virgin for want of a better description. I get something out of it every time, it's amazing. Ah, something new,
0: yeah. And like others who have seen Shop Bro multiple times, you'll probably need therapy later, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, don't you worry about me. Um, I absolutely. As I say, I can be laughing halfway through it, I can be in tears the next minute, but I always come away feeling like I have um, just healed another notch, really. And knowing I'm not alone, And that, you know, for so many years I thought I was sort of kind of going a bit crazy, you know? And I tried to hide that from the world and now I just say crazy is the new call. So, you know, let's run with it. (laughs) I'm
0: loving it. I do remember um, Toll Stadium at Whangarei. Yeah, and the they. Conscious Collective where the one. Monique um, had organised that with, with the whole community.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic.
0: So big ups yeah. and aroha to you, Monique.
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt.
0: Now, why did you come to Whangarei Toll Stadium? What prompted you? I know you work in anti-bullying and yeah, suicide prevention. Sure. But I didn't really know you then.
1: No, we first met. Was like, like, I could kind of walked through the door and um, there was Rob, you know, and it was like, oh my gosh, there's Rob. Because we are friends on Facebook. So um, there you were in real life. And um, so I was actually invited as a guest speaker up there. So that's why I, I came up for the for that um, particular event. But also um, to hear everyone else's story. Because for me, it's not just about telling my own story. It's what I can take from others as well. You know, it's really important. Yeah,
0: and I 100% agree yeah. with that. I experience mm. that still. Yeah, me too. L- listening to other people's stories. Yeah. And I think the last time we were all together was, <laughs> once again, the, uh, the amazing Warren Brown yes. for the grassroots uh, mental health conference in Napier. That's Just, right. And yeah. did, you, did you get um, a lot out of that? What was that like for you?
1: I absolutely did. And as we always say, all of us you know, in this arena, everyone was, that was there was, was meant to be there. So with the, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are there, the ones that are there are getting what they need. And I came away with even more tools. Which I kind of needed I feel like, you know, you're almost in um, You go in and out of remission with life And that word remission used kind of in a different sense of like Mentally as opposed to not just physically But, um, you know, I felt I took even more from that one yeah. Than the last one
0: Amazing, yeah, eh? It is amazing, yeah uh, And that just highlights that we're, we're still open to learning Yes,
1: without a doubt I oh, think there's a dog in the background. I wonder
0: if it's a black dog. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is um, Rob's sound in the background. He's just is, tuned on a dog, live, dog bark. <laughs>
0: live here at the outdoor studios <laughs> by the beach uh, on top of a hill. Yes. So as I'm sitting here with you out on this glorious day, yes. beautiful sunny day, beautiful. what sparked you on your journey and towards this arena that you're working in now?
1: Wow. Um, for me... Uh, landing a gig on NZ TV as the pure as lady promoting a product I really loved um, already having my own issues around um, you know insecurities that women and men have but for me I'd had Bell's palsy which meant one side of my face had dropped and to be offered a gig promoting an anti-aging pill which meant that my face would get looked at um, I thought it would really help in my healing and um, but unbeknownst to me, it would turn into something that was going to teach me even more about myself. And I got a lot of uh, a lot of abuse and bullying for being that pure ass lady over an eight-year reign. Um, and I, I carried on doing the the ad because I didn't want what I call the haters to win. But they weren't haters. They were really just sad women, mainly women, who weren't happy in themselves. So... Um, but I got very unwell mentally, but I didn't let people know. I just carried on doing the ads and, until I got to a stage where if we didn't leave New Zealand for Australia 10 years ago, I wouldn't be alive. It's that simple. Wow. Yeah. I was on a very slippery road um, out of this world because it had become very dark and, and it was so unkind. And I just didn't think I belonged here, even with four amazing children and, and a great uh, husband. Yeah.
0: That's, that's quite common. Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. Sad, um, um, everyone is same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's uh, it's like, for me, it highlights sometimes what looks great externally, yes. what's happening internally with the person, it can be quite the opposite. Oh, yeah. So it's not to assume anything.
1: That's right. And I, I masked it as the village idiot, which um, is quite easy for me to be. Come so on. I just, uh, you know, carried on laughing and, you know, being the, the joker. And I was dying inside. Yeah.
0: I I absolutely yeah. relate to what you just said. Uh, I was the joker, making people feel good, but yeah. like you said, I was dying inside as well. Yeah. So you know, there's lots of reflections and similarities. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure our listeners uh, are getting something from this and going, oh, geez, I thought it was just me.
1: That's right, and that's the key here, Rob, because I thought it was just me. I suicide was never on my radar it was you know raised staunch Catholic and you know that was kind of very much a t- taboo topic and, and no offense to my parents it's just what they knew and uh, you know it was never part of uh, what I felt I mean that I would ever feel I was bubbly happy Susie and um, even you know uh, luckily i chose to go public i mean we moved to australia and i just wanted to hide away in a cave i never wanted to put myself back out in the public eye again and how wrong would i be when i chose to go public in a documentary in 2013 and uh, one of my uh, my daughter and one of my sons decided to come on and, and my husband did too to talk about it and my daughter just said you know that they had felt like they you know i was so bubbly and happy and and my life just changed because of the abuse. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's massive. That's yeah, massive. The whole has, affected. Yeah, the entire family yeah. is affected when that one person is attacked. Very much. And yeah. and how did the family and we'll get to you. Yes. But I'm just interested, how did the family rally around you?
1: Wow. Well, they they actually defended me on times of public abuse. Yeah. So I was literally um, publicly abused, physically and uh, verbally in public. Um, called Creepy, Creepy, Ugly, Didn't Need a Mask for Halloween, the what? ugliest woman on TV. Uh, one woman threatened to blow my face up if she saw me in public, and uh, I was the Milford postie at that stage, because I've been a post, was a postie for, like, at that stage, 25 years and on and off, and this woman did live in Milford. So even though I know, uh, logically, someone's not going to walk around with a bomb, uh, well, who knows, um, I, d- I just got such anxiety, and, So, um, Dean, my husband, had to jump off stage on a few occasions to push women off the dance floor for pushing me on the dance floor. My daughter had to knock a camera out of a lady's hand who was abusing me as she was taking photos. Um, on that particular night was one of the nights I would attempt to leave the planet, and it was down in Browns Bay at Speaker's Corner. Dean was Alwood in the Blues Brothers show, and my daughter and I had chose to go. I'd said, Sam, I don't know if I can go, and we thought, no, come on, let's go. And um, it was that very night that I just got what I call targeted by a coven of witches. And uh, that night I would attempt um, my first attempt of taking my own life, which was consequently Christmas Eve 2012, the night before Christmas. How could I even think like that? But that's how unwell I was, Rob.
0: Well, I totally relate to that. I absolutely, unfortunately relate. That's why we connected. Because there are a lot of uh, similar stories that you and I have bumped into yeah. which uh, which reflects our own
1: yeah. and oh, it, yeah, and, sure.
0: it, and it's sharing that so not just to say hey we're the same but so we can a go okay this is there's a trait yeah. and then how do we help others yeah. look at these traits yeah. and also find a way to get to the core unpack it which takes a long time I'm still unpacking
1: uh, this is the thing I think unpacking goes for on and on because we, we're slowly unpacking and, and then we fill it up with something else but each step forward you know we might go back but we're still going forward that's the way I see it you know and Rob I wanted something like this when I was at my lowest but I couldn't find it I did look um, but there was you know there's that sense of shame I'm a mother of four I'm an adult woman and I want to take my own life you know there's so much shame around that And
0: I think it has a lot to do with society and, yep. and the way family Judgement. and the, yep. c- the social conditioning. Yeah, And if you're not like A, B, C and D, yep. who, are you? who are you? You're a freak, yep. you're but, um, a failure. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear And I was already being called a freak. Um, the names I got called were horrific. And my daughter uh, said, you would never go up to a stranger and call them the names I was called. And, you know when she was asked on the documentary is that bullying you know and Sam was like hell yeah you know who goes up to a stranger so what gives you know I I say just because you put yourself in the public eye doesn't mean you're public property and I try to uh, educate uh, you know Kiwis and you know when I do public speaking in Australia just about how we treat one another and you know if you can look at someone and think, who, that, who do you think you are? You have no idea what's going on inside. I was still a postie, rocking up to TVNZ with a beat-up Caldina, with my postie hat here, um, and a sticker of Cracker of Woody on the side, which one of my sons had put on, and I didn't even know what Cracker Woody meant. I thought it was just promoting Woodstock. That's just how, you know. <laughs> and I'd park next to you know, Paul Henry's car, and here I was, the postie. But they'd turn me into the pure as lady, and I looked like this newsreader kind of personality, and you know, woman thought, "Who does she think she is?" And I'm like, "Well, you know what? I'm just Susie doing a gig that I'm really grateful to be doing." I had no idea that I would get so much dislike. I use that word rather than hate.
0: <laughs> uh, what was really interesting for me when I first heard you speak, which was that um, the grassroots, the first no, the yeah. second grassroots, yeah. but the first one for Warren Brown. Yeah, and I was uh, fascinated um, about you at both. Both both talks about how women were the most vicious towards you.
1: Oh my God, Rob, I get goosebumps when I hear you say that because do you know I it still it's, it still happens, but not to the extent I've got I've got an armour up now. I've become stronger and with strength comes this sense of don't mess with me, you know, because uh, I'm not that same girl anymore. Having said that, I do promote that in order to stand up to a bully, you do not have to become one, because two wrongs do not make it right, but this whole sadness of women, my age group, this is the saddest thing, younger women were wonderful, they'd come up and say, oh Susie, you know, and I'd give anybody the time of day, because that's just how I was raised, you know, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it, so God bless mum and dad for teaching me that, but you know, Women my age group would have no hesitation of scrutinising me at the supermarket, telling me I looked um, 56, not 46, because that was when I, you know, just all this horrible stuff. And I just would always maintain my decorum and carry on just, you know, being kind, you know, not not buying into it, until that night at Speaker's Corner when a lady came up to me and I was sitting in the corner. Sam had gone home. I'd already been... Uh, accosted, and Dean was packing up the gear, and I just sort of sit in the corner. Lady comes up to me and decided to really hoe into my physical appearance. You mean
0: verbally abusing? Verb-
1: verbally, verbally. She she'd had a few vinos. Now now listen, don't get me wrong. Not everyone had been drinking when they abused me. There were a lot of women at the mall, pram pushing mums walk past when I was doing Thin Lizzy, demonstrating Thin Lizzy, and told me an um, air shot. There's that ugly pure-ass bitch um, in front of their children. Wow. Yeah. This is in, in broad daylight, you know, but that particular night at uh, the Speaker's Corner, I sat there and I started crying and she'd gone to the bathroom. And uh, for some reason, I just thought, you know what? I can't handle this anymore. And I got up and I remember this is, would be the night I would attempt to leave. I got up and I kicked the door in. I did not break the door down, please. I do not promote violence. Um, well, you're that upset. I was that upset. She hadn't locked the door, so it was easy to kick open and um, she was there sitting on the bathroom toilet and um, I said to her, how dare you call me what you just called me. I said, you haven't got a clue what's going on in my life. You don't know what's behind the scenes in my world. Um, you know, I've got a son that's uh, been very sick with Crohn's. He's just had a stoma bag put in. He nearly died having that stoma bag put in. And that's a whole not story up at the hospital what I dealt with. And uh, she was just sitting there quivering, you know, um, and started crying and I got out of the the bathroom and sat back where I was and she came up to me and, and she was absolutely so upset and tears and she said, I'm so sorry. Oh. So I don't condone that. No. But this is where I got this is at the, this is one occasion where I didn't maintain decorum. I just lost it.
0: Yeah, and as any human being yeah, would yeah. after being hammered and yeah, battered truly, verbally. Yeah. And harassed, yeah. And that's a lesson to anybody out there, you know. You people are trolling because it's safe yep. uh, behind their keyboard, yep. or they think they can just throw something out there. So what I realised, Susie, and for our listeners out there, I realised that hurt people continue to hurt people. Hang on. And healed people heal people.
1: Absolutely. So
0: when I bump into someone, someone who drinks a lot of Haterade, yep. um, I go, oh, that person's hurting, that's and right. is projecting all their crap onto me. Yeah. Okay, but it's you know we're only human, and it's hard yes. to realise it at the time. Yes, and try to fight all those triggers. It
1: really, it when, really is when they're having a go. And you know what, we we hugged each other, and I apologised. Wow. to her. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she was absolutely in tears because I chose to tell her a little bit of what was going on behind my scenes of being that pure as lady who did a four minute infomercial, you know, but who had to work. Uh, six days a week as a postie, because obviously you know that gig wasn't paying you know paying me enough to quit my job, my day job. Um, so, but back to the online bullying, the cyber bullying. Rob, I was encountering that as well, and um, which would lead to my second attempt in Australia, in the Gold Coast. Um, Dean was back in New Zealand, and I was getting trolled online, yeah. and uh, I was there alone, and um, had been online with my my friend um, Jan. We were having a good old gas and. Um, it was being trolled and that was would be when I would attempt my second um, time of leaving. So yeah, it is, it's that whole security behind the scenes and um, that you think you can get away with it and you have no idea what you're doing. You know, I always say, you know, you can think what you like about someone, um, but the minute you verbalise it, you have an effect. So be careful what you say. Do you want someone else's blood on your hands? You know? Yeah. And,
0: and that is very poignant, what yeah. you just mentioned there. Yeah. Do you want someone else's blood on your hands yeah. to satisfy your own internal turmoil that you're not dealing with Bang on. and projecting onto other people? It's a mm. very great point. And so that was the second, if I may say so, suicide attempt. Yes, yes. All right, That from multiple triggers again. Yep.
1: Again. So I couldn't just escape. Discuss- so but what I could do was go offline, and I did. So what happened was... Um, I thought I'm getting it from both angles, publicly and online. So I removed myself from all uh, social media because it was I was getting very unwell, and my family, um, you know, was seeing that as well. And then, and I would come back to New Zealand, and even at the airport, the dog sniffer lady.
0: We'll pause there. Sure. A dog sniffer lady as we watch this plane go over oh, our yeah. studio.
1: Yes, no, sniffer dog, not dog sniffer. <laughs> I always get it the wrong way round. I, I wipe it down and remind myself there's a sniffer dog. better watch out for those dog sniffers. Dog.
0: Okay, <laughs> now we've we'll clarified that, and uh, the plane has flown over our, our amazing intimate studio. Yes. So we can go back to the airport?
1: Yes. Oh, hey, airport, how poignant is that? Yes. Um, so, the sniffer dog lady... Um, on one occasion you know I had complete anxiety landing down in New Zealand you've got to remember that um for me as much as it was you know when when I talk about it uh it it may seem like I did not like this country it was more the fact that that the minority that were attacking me it was happening a lot it wasn't just once or twice or now and then it was basically wherever I went I was recognized I had no idea my voice or me would get recognized quite as much as I uh, actually did and the sniffer dog lady was standing next to the security guard now she should have been catching you know drug mules but she decided to say an air shot of my husband and I oh there's that lady who thinks she looks 10 years younger she doesn't look that great now Dean wanted to turn around and tell him tell her what he thought but I said don't you'll get arrested you know so it was even at the airport there were snide remarks from professionals woman again woman robbed you know my my aunt, the sisters the sisterhood. What's happened to it?
0: Yeah, what has happened to it, and why do you think? You know, I mean, that's not just relegated to women's behaviour. Men do it as well. But of course. Oh, we're just right in the airport lane here. What a beautiful tranquil spot by the beach, Susie.
1: <laughs> Rob's turning on the sound effects. I um, mean, <laughs> that's the sound
0: effects here in the studio. <laughs> Turning on multiple planes. Yeah,
1: to make it sound really, you know, Air Force-like. and
0: We're just getting into this military tone, <laughs> this theme.
1: Indeed. But, uh, yeah, uh, oh, it's all part of it, isn't it? And, and the cicadas in the background, yep.
0: And we've got a beautiful sea view as well. Oh, it's amazing, yep. So, sorry. And this, this really keeps intriguing me. Because you hear women talk about the sisterhood. Yeah. As women, we must stick together. But it also sounds, I mean, I'm sure they do. But there's a a section that just likes to tear each other down. That's right.
1: It's it again. It it really what from my own uh, research and knowledge now is that again, Rob, hurt people are hurting people. They're not happy in themselves. Um, You know, we're all progressing in life. Uh, None of us, you know, get out alive. And um, and so I would be doing um, a product. Oh no, there's no bombs being dropped today. No
0: bombs are being dropped today. (laughs) We're not in a military training zone.
1: We're not getting invaded. I just didn't
0: check the small airports, that small planes will be flying over multiple times over this beach area.
1: It's perfect. (laughs) It's just perfect.
0: You see, I I was stressing a bit about this outdoor studio thing and Susie from the get-go was like, oh, it's great, we're in nature. nature. So natural with planes and dogs and cars.
1: (laughs) Anyway, sorry, let's get back into it. That's absolutely fine. Um, So, you know, just back on that whole vein about... Um, hurting people women hurting one another um, I would end up doing a gig that was uh, promoting anti-aging, now look people didn't need to buy the product they could either buy it or they didn't need to buy it now I jokingly say if I was doing you know, I was doing Purex anti-aging pills, if I was doing Purex toilet paper or Purina 1 dog food I might not have got quite that much abuse but maybe I would have I think I just annoy people sometimes and that's okay um, happy people can annoy people sometimes, you oh, know.
0: Absolutely, and and I also, because you, to me, I, you, Susie Hazelwood, I nicknamed you, I mean, nicknamed you Susie Sunbeam. Be, I love it. Because my cousin Clint and I, Aww. when we met you, we just went, wow, this, this near this woman, emanates light. Oh, thanks,
1: Rob. And it's true. And, and I, Clint.
0: Yeah, and, and we just realised that, wow, we want to be mates with you.
1: <laughs> Back at you. Um, I, I know you guys are on my top of the list, too. I know if I... And this is another thing, Rob, is, you know, your family, I love it, my family have been amazing, but you realise that you, I saw what they went through, Rob, and especially my kids, they were, you know, young adults, but you never want, you you never think that as a mother you're wanting to leave and you never want your kids to think you're wanting to leave the planet, because they're here, you know, but they realised how unwell I was and, um, you know, but it's nice to have people outside of the family arena. Fano that you can talk to who become like Fano, but they they're not they get it you know
0: absolutely it's so important they do get it and I'll just go back to you shining and being this beam of light and, and illuminating bullying and suicide prevention I've noticed and my cousin Clint on this journey around Australasia like yourself yeah. is that um, people who aren't healing don't like other people healing that's it, that's and it. then they start to project all the faults and yeah. doubts of themselves onto the person. So, yeah. just letting our listeners know out there that there is a rhyme and reason, yeah. uh, and it's not to try and react back to it. I mean, I, I read a great quote. It says, "Be soft, not weak. Be strong, not violent."
1: Perfect.
0: And, and I find Spot that to on. be uh, yeah. very poignant as well. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do when yeah. you're being bombarded with verbal abuse. Yeah.
1: Oh look, and, and as I say, Rob, I that was, the only occasion was um... one second. Yep.
0: Um, have we gone and time and travelled back to 1942?
1: Well, it feels like we are. It's almost like the air Force has come in uh, in abundance to uh, to support.
0: And here we are at Ama Bay 1942. we <laughs> with Susie Hazelwood <laughs> and this astonishing Maori, Rob Mokaraka. <laughs> Sorry, let's come. It. Let's come back to 2021. Oh yeah. Um, oh, do
1: we have to? I oh, know, we have I to? Know, I no, have to? No. But yeah. So again, uh, that occasion in the in the ladies' toilet, I don't condone that I pushed the door in. You know, pushed it in. I certainly didn't break it, and I was not violent with the woman. But I certainly let her know how upset I was, and uh, it, it, I felt really bad about it. And of course, I apologised to her, and she she apologised to me. So. I think sometimes it's called a justified anger it's like you suddenly think you know what I don't know if I can handle this anymore and I really want somebody to understand um, that this is this is not okay
0: absolutely and I you know I don't advocate violence I I grew up in uh, some violence uh, growing up and I don't advocate that but there's a point where you might have to just I mean if you're if you're in danger yeah you have to stand up for yourself
1: Yeah. yeah yes indeed and I you know I um as I say that very night even though I, I we had hugged one another and I had and she had I'd apologized to her I said I'm so sorry that it's not uh I'm so sorry I did that and she apologized to me and um I said of course I understand you know like I have huge understanding for what people why they do it I just won't be a punching bag or a scapegoat you know for people's sadness because I just want as you say like you Rob shine some light out there but I, we still attract people that want to you know make you feel not so good but that's about them not me anymore you know I've learned more about myself if anything more of anything else Rob as I've internalized what was going on with me now I'm not saying that I attracted it and I deserved it but I'm saying it it meant that I had to grow you know a lot stronger. To cope with
0: this world, yeah, and I,
1: yeah,
0: in, and I, I can resonate with that, yeah.
1: Because
0: people want to have a go yes, online sometimes, private message, yep. Um, and you know, we've we've got friends who and colleagues who are have been immersed in this world a lot longer than us, yeah. and um, it's taken its toll on some of them, yes. and some of them have just grown extra thick skins, yeah, to try and persevere yeah. and get through it, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's a crazy kind of. Did you, you know, like when you think now and I think back of your story, Rob? Did you ever dream you'd end up on this journey?
0: No, not really. Not, really. not where I was. I was in two thousand
1: and nine. Oh, eh? Two thousand and nine. I was yeah. in the darkest depths. Yeah. Yeah. I just Same wanted here. the world
0: to shrivel up and and no yeah. one ever know what happened to me. Yeah. That I had a massive public yeah. suicide uh, uh, event where I, you know, had a mental breakdown which caused yeah. suicidal ideation. So no point in time i just thought please swallow me up whole and no one look at me i feel so much shame and failure and guilt
1: yeah and those all of those three words do to me serve no good purpose at all you know guilt is destructive you know having a conscience sure but guilt is just it's a it's such as such a i don't know it's it's just destructive and yet we kind of like have that running through our veins a little bit in this country or or almost like if you think this is another thing tall poppy syndrome on that note you know again this whole tall poppy thing you know someone thinks that you're doing better or you're looking better or you're doing something whatever they want to cut you down and they have no idea how you feel about yourself but they still perceive you as having more and it's really sad and I think it is quite in this country I really do yeah it's
0: yeah yeah. everybody can agree yeah. where's the tall poppy syndrome where here where did it come
1: from and why and so I'm about trying to burst that bubble and say you know what um, the world's big enough for everyone to shine you know yes I... and live and let live
0: <laughs> I totally agree my yeah. totally agree we need
1: more light so who cares if we're all shining you know let's all just shine absolutely light brightens light yeah yeah, and um, I do uh, admit that I do like to live in fairyland um, sometimes <laughs> because I escape there because I find reality just a little bit too much sometimes. But you know what? I do what keeps me well, and I I, um, I recommend everybody does what keeps them well. You know, and that you know meaning healthy mentally and physically. Yeah.
0: And are you quite selective about your company?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I've learnt to categorise Rob. If there's anything I can say that I've taught, I've, I've learnt, and I've taught myself to continue on, is categorize the people in your life. Not everyone's meant to stay. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that if you choose to not be around people, it doesn't mean you're mean. It means you're protecting yourself. It's self preservation.
0: Yes, I, yeah. I think that's a good point for, yeah. for all of us. Uh, self-preservation and, and and for myself too. I'm very particular. Yeah, um, I said to a, a friend who um, was going to a concert I said I don't want to go to the concert yeah. I don't like to be around lots of people and he good said you. but you're around lots of people doing shop row and I said that's for a specific cause I'm actually addressing mental health in that space nobody at the concert is <laughs> that's so it. that's my kind of justification and I'm sort of protecting myself and I suppose I have to be in a good space and if mm-hmm. I go with the right people they have to be the right people without a doubt. Yeah.
1: Do you know, you realize how, don't you realize how precious life is now, Rob? Yes. For me, it's like, I am like this crazy woman that cannot stop thanking God I'm still here and yet I didn't want to be here and so I think you become almost obsessed with the fact you're still alive. So every minute and every second you want to be with the right, in the right environment with the right people. It's too short not to be.
0: Absolutely too short.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we've been through Uh, So much just to get here now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have. You know, we've been (laughs) through so much just to be here now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And I just want to touch on um, the late Charlotte Dawson. I must um, mention Charlotte. God bless Charlotte. You know, um, we had connected because she'd seen my documentary, and had also been she she'd left New Zealand uh, because of online bullying and a woman hating on her. Now, bear in mind, she was a supermodel. I was Susie the postie. But for some reason, we did connect, and uh, so we, we, we had connected. She said, Susie, don't let the haters get you down. We're just too busy being fabulous, and um, when you do well in New Zealand, they want to knock you down. And so she had moved back to Sydney, and uh, we had been connecting, and then, sadly, in 2014, February, uh, Charlotte took her own life. And I, I remember that. Oh I remember God.
0: it was, I, re- I remember it in the news, yep. and I was like, yep. what?
1: Yeah. What happened? I, oh, my God. I, I've got goosebumps. There's so much going on in that beautiful woman's life. But in uh, amongst it all, she, uh, you know, was very lonely, even though she was this incredibly um, charismatic woman who would help anybody. Um, she had her own, you know, internal stuff going on. So she had dealt with bullying and, and a whole lot of other stuff. So it wasn't just that. But, again, um my son, beautiful son, Jimmy, who had helped me a lot uh, to get through, a whole family had, but Jimmy was the one that ended up writing my resignation letter to Puraz. And uh, he got me some counselling and I was diagnosed with survivor's guilt because Charlotte had gone. Even though we hadn't met each other and we were just connected, it was the fact that she had um, gone and I was still here. I couldn't believe she, she actually went,
0: you know? Can I, can I touch on that survivor's guilt? Yeah, sure. I, I had that. And I, and I didn't know that. No. A friend pointed it out. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like the words I was using at the yeah. point in time where a friend said, hey, um, it sounds like you might have survivor's guilt. And as soon as they said it, I just was counting in my mind. One, two, three, boom. Yep. It just dropped and uh, deeply resonated. And I, yeah, I was... Taken aback by that realization, so
1: I'd never heard of it. Yeah, you know, and so isn't that interesting? Because it's it's actually very real, because you actually feel guilty for surviving, and you you know so uh, and guilt again running through our fiber. You know, like you know, trying to be a good good person, to be good, to be good. I want to be good. You know, Um, we're human. You know, we're we're not we're not born perfect. We're supposed to feel every emotion. You know
0: yeah that's right we're not robots no. we're, we're not a piece of wood That's right. we're not a piece of wood we actually have feelings and yeah, thoughts we
1: make mistakes
0: yes we do and, and
1: i stopped you know I, I realised how much I was punching my own lights out so therefore <laughs> I was punching my own lights out so when I was getting verbally and physically you know not punched but physically pushed in that and uh, online I realised that I didn't need anyone else to beat me up because I was already doing it
0: Yes, and that's another good point. Um, someone said something similar to me. Yeah. Why are you beating yourself yeah. up? There's a whole line of people around the corner <laughs> want to do that. Why are you the first in the line? <laughs> and I was like, True, why, why am I doing But that's also a kind of like a social conditioning as well. Yes. That, you know, that sort of, I need to be good. Uh, I'm trying to prove myself to yes. someone, something. Yes. And it's just to reevaluate
1: that. Yeah. It's to reevaluate. And also, re- raising children, not to have to be, the you know, perfect, you know, let, the children are going, their, a child's mental health is just as important as an adult's mental health, and yet children have got all these pressures on them, so I think that's so important, you know, for all parents, and just just let let your kids be too, you know, because I think a lot of mine came from childhood, bless my parents again, that a lot of that expectation to be good little Susie, you know, and um, yeah, I don't know, I think, I mean, it's, it's lovely to have parents that, want you to strive to be the best you are and can be but I think let kids be you know
0: yeah, yeah. let kids be kids
1: let kids be kids
0: and let's not put our angst and yeah. our past traumas upon yeah. the, onto them
1: yes I think we're really I really think we're in a generation where we are learning that so important break the cycle break that ancestral whatever's coming through you've got the power to change it Yes, we and, do. And I've taken the good and left the not-so-good for my upbringing. And I say I had a wonderful childhood, but in amongst that, there were a lot of things that I realised that I didn't want to continue on with my kids. And that's okay.
0: And that's that's a big realisation, yeah, you know. it's great. There's parents out there yeah. who are just um, walking around unconsciously, repeating what their parents did to them. Yeah. Yelling, screaming, hitting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And thinking, oh, that's normal. Because yeah. That's a cycle of normality from what they came from. So yeah. actually stopping, yeah. reevaluating evaluating oh hang on, something's not right, yeah. these kids hate me, or they're scared of me, That's am right. I being a version of someone in my family? Yeah. And to really take stock of that, it's quite confronting for anyone.
1: It is. And it, it, again, it's, it's like that thought, you know, the deeper you dig, the darker you think you're going to get, but actually... You actually, I always say you lance that boil, and that that wound begins to heal. I know my kids laugh at that analogy because we we say lance the boil. Uh. Well, that's the term we use? Is it a kind of a joke, but also let that stuff out, let that shit out, and <laughs> let that wound heal. And it's actually not that scary when you dig deep. It's actually not that scary. You're no. Letting light in.
0: Yep. Letting light in. Yeah. It's getting past that layer and letting yeah. it out. because And I speak for myself. I used to be quite scared to know what was be behind it, what was yeah. beyond it, b- because because yeah. we've been conditioned. Again, yeah. And, and for me, looking beneath the layers, it's just unpacking old unresolved trauma yep. and, and slowly resolving them into the light. Indeed.
1: And that I love that unresolved trauma. I know it's, it's used a lot. But man, that sums it up, doesn't it? And again, it, it, that all pertains back to the hurt people, hurt people uh, hurting people. It's not okay. Because even though we can make allowances that hurt people hurt people, it doesn't mean that the person you're hurting is not going to feel hurt themselves, you know? It doesn't make it okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's got to do with, I'll just go, I think it's got to do around, uh, I mean, I say social conditioning, mm. and within there is pride, and where's that yeah. pride built from? Who helped you build that pride? Yeah. What foundations were yeah. they placed upon? Yeah. And then within the pride is the protective ego. Yep. And I heard somebody say, ego is edging God out.
1: Ah, I love that. So
0: you can just try and yeah. be just, it's just you. Yeah. Whereas there's more forces at play, so to yeah. speak. depends what your, what your belief systems are. Yes, indeed.
1: And I love that because, I look, it's so important. I mean, even on my journey, I continue to check in to what my intentions are. Where do I want to go with this? You know, it's like if you're going to drive somewhere you don't know where you're going, you need a map. So you kind of need to have goals. And I just think that, for me, that's been really important for me to to check in with myself as to where I'm at and why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I never dreamed I'd be doing it. So it's it's great to always just, you know, pull yourself aside and, you know, take stock.
0: Oh, yeah, you and yeah. I discussed this one time yeah, over the phone. We did. And um, I was, you know, I was uh, relieved that you had the same thoughts. Yeah, we're, we're both discussing about we need to take stock. and. Yeah. um uh, how far we've come. Yes. And I, I look at my how am I feeling daily? Yeah. I go, how am I physically, mentally, spiritually doing? And how's my environment? Yeah. And that's when I wake up. I go, oh God, how am I today? Yeah. Alrighty, righty. Yeah. Not bad? Okay, could yeah. be better. Well, well, that's better than nothing. That's right. And let's try and work towards uh, a refreshing, I don't know, a refreshing mindset other than yeah. getting stuck. And sometimes, Susie, I admit, I do get stuck. And I go, oh God, I'm back here.
1: That's right. But you, it's, interestingly enough, you're not, because we can never go back to the same place. So it's like, you know, you pat your back as to how far you've come, Rob, you know? Yes. And, you know, and it's good to give yourself permission to take that moment and say, you know what, I'm still on, you know, we're only human. You know, we we go around doing what we do, not because we think we've got any, any superpowers, but because we like, we want to share our story and because it, it's healing us along the way.
0: It absolutely is healing us yeah. along the way. We also shared on that same conversation about your friends saying, "Why you keep yes. Why do you keep telling your story? Yeah. Isn't it hurting you?" Yeah, isn't it making me start? Oh, right. Yeah. Can you explain? Yeah.
1: So you know, I've got um, some really amazing friends. Um, the ones, that you know, along the way, friends come and go, and um, I always say the right people are in your in your life right here, right now. I've got some amazing friends I've known since I was young who've always supported me. Um, I love them to bits. We can, we can just be apart forever and then catch up like we've not been apart. Um, but a, a friend of mine did say, uh, we've had, I've had this said to me a few times actually, when you do what you do, do you not stay stuck? And I said, well, actually, look at me. Look, at, look how far I've come. I'm, I'm actually healing every time I share my story. Because not only do I share my story, it's also giving permission for other people not to feel alone. But I'm learning from other stories. So it's filling my cup up, and I'm feeling wow. I'm actually feeling liberated from it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The minute I feel it's not doing me any good, of course I will reevaluate it. If I come if I came away and felt it wasn't, I'd have to really think. Well, okay, is this working? But for now, I will tell you what, I'm so liberated doing what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, and yep. we we we're in a similar. Thought, mm. thought, some of the thought plane. If that's if yeah. that's a phrase, uh, we're we're reevaluating evaluating self. Why are we doing this? Yep. Is this still helping us? Yep. And uh, the answer for me is yes, and obviously it's for you. Same here. And same uh, along the line, we will reevaluate it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. It's like I just I love the term. I tell myself regularly, I'm as fluid as a river. You know, uh, flowing down, you know, down a stream. I know that sounds really far fetched, but that's just how I talk to myself, and it just reminds me to stay supple and not to become too staunch about anything. And uh, you know, and um, sort of just to—I don't know—just go with the flow.
0: No, I, I like that, and, and that's a reminder for me. Yeah. Uh, just to to stay stay open and fluid, yeah. because um, we're so passionate about what we do. Yeah. Uh, it's to keep letting more light in, I yeah. suppose. It's, it's a bit, bit of a website. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt, the light again is... is um, darkness needs light. And, yeah, and not to be hard on ourselves and to grab joy. You know, we do the, what we do, and, and it sounds like such a... Uh, to anybody that wasn't that doesn't really understand it, it sounds like such a, oh, my God, doom and gloom kind of a topic. But in actual fact, um, you know, that doesn't mean you can't grab joy and have fun and, yeah. So yes. important.
0: Yes. That balance. I <clears throat> I've also been told, Make sure you're having fun, Rob, like really enjoy yourself. Yeah. And I forget that sometimes we're I uh, forget doing those little pleasures like going fishing, yeah, hopping on the boat, going diving. Yeah. Just because yeah. I need the rem- I need those reminders. Yeah. We For all sure.
1: do mind, body, soul correlation. Soul connected. Um and just, you know, I just really quickly want to touch base on the mind, body, soul correlation. In two thousand and sixteen, um you know, healthy woman my whole life, posting, stayed fit, staying fit, still staying fit. But I woke up one day and I couldn't walk, end of two sixteen, and um, it was scary because my legs blew up like sumo wrestlers, uh, you know, I could have gone and, you know, become a sumo wrestler that particular, no, I couldn't have, I couldn't even move, but they were huge because, needless to say, there was inflammation going on, cut to the chase, they tested me for everything from cancer to AIDS to HIV to, you know, they thought, what the hell's going on with this girl? And, um... Uh, I would end up being diagnosed with multiple autoimmune, and one of them being ankylosing spondylitis, which would affect my legs, of all things. And you know what? That, I had to use my emotional strength to get me through that. I'd use my physical strength to help me through the emotional. Now I had to put my emotions in place to get me through so that I didn't end up in a wheelchair. And so from that day on, I have just walked my AS off, I say. Uh, and um, so I really do, um, I took control of it. Yeah. yeah. Rather than let that, uh, the physical control me.
0: That's a, that's a big decision to yeah. make It Also it shows your, um, just your mental fortitude to, to, to take that path and go, hey, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and let this all roll through me. I'm no actually going to take action. That's and, right. And I think it's another great reminder for us all when it feels doom and gloom to actually stand up and go, no, not now, not me, not here
1: exactly Rob because that's, that's what I feel like I felt like I was being reborn after that even though it was such a tragedy that I thought they told me to go home and have six months bed rest and he said this isn't going to get any better he goes is that this is going to get worse you need to go on chemo pills the immunosuppressants and I'm like okay that's not for me not knocking it works for other people but for me it was taking more of a natural route and uh, to this day, you know and that goes back to invisible illness again. People look at you and think, Oh, you look so well. They have no idea of the pain you're feeling. Yes. And, you know, so don't judge a book by its cover.
0: That is another great example. Yeah. That we shouldn't assume anything.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh,
0: from a the person. Yeah, listen for all of us that yeah. A for all of us, like yep. No matter how successful or tough that person yep. is, or how handsome or beautiful or whatever insecurity we have about ourselves yep. that we don't like about them, yep. they're going through something.
1: That's right. And we don't know about it. Yes. You know, and so this is when you hear about people just taking their own lives and you say, oh, my God, but they look so fine. They were happy. They were, they were crazy. They were laughing. They were, you know, and they've gone. Yes. And we're all in shock because we think. But that's where if you be kind, you can't go wrong. Because guess what? You didn't, put, you didn't contribute to that person feeling sad.
0: Yeah, I'm loving that. I'm yeah. loving that. And um, that learning to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. And learning to love ourselves ongoing journey and ongoing practice that's one of the hardest
1: kindness to self yes (laughs) yes because we isn't it crazy how we treat ourselves like that and yet we wouldn't treat other people like that you know yeah yeah so no it's it's a great it's a great journey rob and you know we're still here to talk about it you know praise the lord we're still here and i'm so (laughs) grateful for that you know to be here sitting at this moment in time being present's another thing because we all living in neither you know, they say living in the past, living in the future. It's very hard to be present because that moment's gone, but just being, you know, the sound of the cicadas, nature, you know.
0: And multiple planes flying overhead.
1: Multiple planes. <laughs> you had that all rigged wrong. Yeah, oh, totally. I totally. queued it like. right to perfection. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah, they'll be buying you a beer later. Yeah,
0: that's how yeah. much. That's how much um, you know influence I have over the local oh, landing strips.
1: I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't put it past you. Um, yeah,
0: it's just you know I said this to Warren and Annie. It's like um, it's just refreshing to meet human beings with such good, genuine hearts and souls. Because, you know, we can't traverse these realms within the suicide prevention and anti-bullying without meeting people yeah. with similar purpose and That's similar right. passion.
1: Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And, and both Warren and Annie, their stories are just, uh, they absolutely inspire me to the max. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, hearing their stories, it just makes me realize how grateful I am and to have met all of you uh, it's just such a blessing because I don't feel you know you can be around people and come away feeling like you've been bitten by a vampire and that's not even about them it's more about how you've maybe you've felt things and I am quite an empathetic person and that I do feel things sensitively um, and that's okay I've, I've actually learned to embrace that as, it's okay to be a sensitive soul but it's also good to kind of get that thicker skin and um, have a little bit of armour up to protect yourself but meeting like minded people like uh, Warren and Annie has just been amazing and what they do just absolutely astounds me to be honest I like agree. yourself Rob. Well, I, well, I agree absolutely. With, um,
0: with these beautiful people and, and I'll I'll, Can you take, that and I'll take that compliment you take, okay, I know you're thank struggling you. I am struggling <laughs> but thank you Susie oh, learning, to receive, learning yep. to receive and thank you right back at you my, my amazing friend Um, It's funny because as we're doing a tester for the podcast, I did this this very uh, fantastical introduction which I'm going to just say it anybody uh, anyway sorry i was introducing like ladies and gentlemen welcome to my unicorn friend the light the bright light in the sky <laughs> the sparkly one susie oh, hazelwood i love it um and you know, this should be a great uh, business card that you I should get, get
1: unicorns to... <laughs> on my business card now rob because i do love unicorns even if no one else can see them and I did say to Rob, I had arrived, I had just come from Fairyland on my white horse. Uh, I parked right next to your lovely high-end Hyundai. And, I. <laughs> um, and I,
0: I thought I recognised you earlier yeah. uh, on that white horse. But <laughs> the beauty of, of of also working in this realm with people like yourself is is this this joy, this passion, this lightness to mm. to to keep not persevering. It's to keep realizing we're on the right track. Indeed. And I, I love that. And I love how you sprinkle your your magic, your magic wand and your magic uh, dust of, of of joy. And and it's just to me, I just go wow. Oh, thanks, Rob. Clint and I just go wow. My cousin oh. Clint, big fans of
1: yours. Oh, but, and again, the mutual fan club um, back at you guys. As I say, you guys are in my top of the list people. I would go to if I really felt uh, in the, in need of needing to go to someone that really i knew i could talk to about what i'm feeling um and again and i think just back to shop bro uh, there's so many tools i've taken from that show and every time i see it again i I feel like i haven't seen it before because i'm taking more out of it but i coined the phrase it's shop um shop bro is a flash dance on steroids (laughs) because the amount of sweat this guy loses when he does that show it is amazing talk about workout
0: so, flash dance on steroids. steroids
1: that's the one because I love flash dance. You know, I am stuck in the eighties. You know, take me back to the eighties any day. You Some know. leg warmers. Oh, the le- I want to see you in leg warmers one day. Well, actually, we'll, we'll see. Knows? We'll see.
0: Shopbro, Shopbro could evolve. <laughs> Shopbro could evolve. Could be stubbies, bro.
1: Stubbies, bro. I uh, love it. We all have to wear stubbies with
0: short shorts. Yep. Um, I just before we sort of slowly make our way towards the end of this podcast to our listeners out there, Susie. What are three takeaways, three gems of hope that you can leave with our listeners?
1: Sure. Um, first and foremost, you are not alone, and never feel that because if you are being bullied or abused or in a situation where you feel like you don't belong and you're, you know, you feel that low, please, please talk to somebody uh, that you can trust. Um, if you're, if you're a young person. If you can't talk to your parents please talk to family members friends peers teachers because I know for a fact the minute I actually talked about it I began to heal and yet I was so like in shame around this whole but uh, even being bullied I was ashamed how could I be being bullied really... so I think that whole shame factor we need to get rid of that and just know talking about it will help you especially if you get the right people um, that will support you so ask for support uh, my one of my biggest tools is nature you know again uh, exercise for me just movement remaining fluid and when you get out in nature you realize that you're not alone and because you just you just even a blade of grass I know it sounds just so airy-fairy but it's not it's grounding it's earthing um, so this is such a perfect spot to be in so get out in nature keep moving uh, remain fluid. Please be your best friend, uh, because guess what? As, as Rob said, there's so many people out there that, you know, they want to tear us down. So love yourself unconditionally as much as you want to love other people, uh, without a doubt. And there, there, is, there are tools out there. There are people to help you. Rob always gives out the numbers. Um, I love now we can Google the number too. You can Google help. You know, isn't that wonderful? Yes. You know, I've got a love-hate relationship with technology, but if you, you know, you can Google help. And if you if you need to do it, the, there's the, the number. You know, always call. There's that the oh eight hundred number. Get online. Yeah, and ask for help.
0: Yeah, ask for help. And there's no shame in reaching out. No. And and, and for me, I and I say this to others. And you you mentioned that you touched on it. It's uh, sometimes you need someone outside of your family.
1: Without a doubt. And I think this is the important thing: is to it's, I think it's important, it was a very important for me to get, uh, my, of course my family was there 100%, but they are too close to the trees sometimes, you can't see the wood for the trees, you really need to get somebody sometimes that's not family to yeah. talk to.
0: Yeah, because we're from the same river, Yeah, and we're from the same emotional river, yeah. and like you said, it's hard yeah. to see the wood for the trees when yeah. we're that close, yeah. so that's a very great point, is that two or is that three?
1: So, yeah, and, well, you know, I mean, I could carry on forever. Which is beautiful, um, <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> that's the thing about that, you know. No, but that, those, those are the main things is lose the shame and and love yourself. Yes. Yeah, love yourself and um, life's short. Grab every moment and, and you are allowed joy and you're allowed to be happy.
0: Yeah. Surround yourself with people. like right, people. Who want to see yeah. you thrive.
1: That's right. And don't be ashamed to move on from people that don't. Because it doesn't mean you're unkind. It means you're caring about yourself. Because that was something I had to deal with. I thought I had to be friends with everyone. And there's been people along this journey. And even in this arena we move on because we send love in our hearts. But we're just not meant to be in the same environment. And that's okay.
0: I absolutely agree. And as I've had to delete and block some people who just drank unlimited haterade. uh, A great advice Mike King put on my page one time. He said, don't take criticism from people you would never ask advice from.
1: Hey, that's perfect. Yeah,
0: it's a great
1: one. Thank you, Mike. Like that. Mike. Yes indeed. For
0: gem one hundred and fifty.
1: Yes indeed. Uh, uh, um, yeah.
0: Anything else you would like to leave our, our listeners with, Susie Sunbeam?
1: Wow. Um, again, um, you know, just the words of my mother, my mother who said, If you've got nothing else to say, don't say it. And I think we need to continue on with that saying because we were I see in a society where people just think it's okay. Uh, uh, there's a fine line between freedom of speech and actually hating on someone. So be mindful. You don't have to reply to everything. You don't have to, if you don't like something and you're scrolling online, just bypass it. If it's not you, move on. You don't have to put your five cents worth in, especially if it's really nasty, because it's not okay. It really, you know, it, it changes someone's life. The scars run deep, but the pain's not far from the surface, and that's okay. It reminds us.
0: I wholeheartedly agree again, my friend. You are really great at really hitting these heart points that really resonate deep. Yeah. And for everybody, I think sometimes we think that bullying is only for kids. It happens in the adult world a lot, all the time, in
1: workplaces, in sports clubs, in relationships. Yep, without a doubt. And I say, where are the kids learning it from? Yes. The adults. The adult arena is worse than the kids' one.
0: And And it goes back to that Mahatma Gandhi Quote, be the change in the world you want to see. Don't just walk talk it, it, walk it. Walk it. Yeah. And that's for everybody parents, uh, for everybody. Yeah. But I'm aiming at a parents just right now.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And parents, be kind to yourself, yes. you know, because you're doing a great job. It's yes. a really hard job raising the next generation, for sure.
0: Thank you, yeah. wise sensei, wise sage. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're here at this beautiful location, cicadas. Occasional dogs, not multiple planes. And we've
1: loved every minute of it. we've
0: loved every second of it. I
1: love it. Um,
0: To anybody out there who feels like they want to talk about stuff that's on their mind or weighing them down, there is the simple number in New Zealand, which is 1737, which you can text or call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And to those of you overseas uh, for Australia and a couple of American helplines, please look at the link on this Spotify Podcast because you are goddamn worth it. You were loved regardless of what that negative voice may be saying to you. 100%. 100%. Yep. So just remember, and I'll touch on what Susie said again remember to be kind to yourself, yep. love yourself. It may seem foreign and weird, it just takes practice.
1: It does. It does. Yep.
0: And I tell everybody crying is better than dying.
1: Mm, I love that. I so love that.
0: So men and women men and women
1: yes
0: and the storm will pass just hold on yeah and reach out and for those who can see people in distress why don't you reach out to them
1: that's right you
0: don't have to solve it you feel them.
1: good helping somebody or just yes. offering a, an ear again you, you know we can't we are responsible for ourselves but it's so lovely if you know you're not alone yes
0: and if you feel it's a bit overwhelming to to try and ask somebody in distress because you don't have the tools get someone else you trust to come into that circle to assist. Yeah. The load gets lighter yeah. when we have good people next to us.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Well, take care of your beautiful selves, and we will see you next episode on Shop Bro Talks.